Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If bad words offend you, then either turn this off now or stop being a child. This is another fucking guy with a podcast. This is episode 15, and uh, what the fuck were any of you expecting would happen? As you might have heard, the dumbest and most dangerous people in America committed an act of terrorism on the country's Capitol building on Wednesday, after the president and his allies literally told them to. So, 2021 is off to a great start. Let's get into it. Five people are dead, with an open federal murder investigation regarding the death of a Capitol Police officer who had his head bashed in with a fire extinguisher. He died the next night while on life support. Trump has yet to acknowledge the officer's death, but did manage to tweet that he won't be attending Biden's inauguration. To be perfectly clear, Trump supporting terrorists driven by the president, his enablers, and his family, overrun and tore apart the U.S. Capitol, threatened to kidnap and lynch members of Congress, the Speaker of the House, and the Vice President of the United States. They killed a cop in an attempted coup because they have been lied to incessantly about the integrity of the election. Multiple people in the mob were carrying handcuffs and zip ties so that they could kidnap and presumably murder members of Congress and the vice president. Right outside the doors to the Capitol building, they chanted, Hang Mike Pence. This days after Trump repeatedly told his supporters that he hopes that Mike Pence does the right thing on the 6th, and disregards his constitutional duty to certify the election for the winner, Biden, which, as I explained in my last episode, was never a thing that Pence could legally do. 
but Trump incited and lied to his supporters anyway, resulting in utter hatred toward Pence from his own supporters. Now, many have said that Trump didn't actually incite the violence, which is patently fucking absurd. Just based on the record of deranged violence inciting comments he's made over the last four years. But specifically, when asked to condemn white supremacists, he told them to stand by. When asked to denounce QAnon lunatics, he said that they sound like good people, asked what's wrong with them, and proceeded to continue retweeting prominent QAnon figures on Twitter who were also calling for violence. When asked to please stop lying about voter fraud because right-wing internet landscapes were ablaze with hateful, violent rhetoric, Trump refused and pressed on with his unhinged, evidenceless charade of bullshit. And then, finally, Trump directed the mob from the steps of the White House to march on the Capitol, saying, quote, you will never take our country back with weakness. You have to be strong. So they marched on the Capitol. This only after Trump's personal lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, told the crowd that we need a trial by combat, end quote. You tell me what these Q-brained lunatics thought the president and his friends were telling them to do. It's not a fucking difficult thing to decipher. And these weren't the only words of incitement. Other guests that took the podium also incited violence. The president told them to be strong and bold and to march on the Capitol even after knowing full well what the threat level was here. And in the weeks leading up to this failed coup on Wednesday, the Proud Boys, a Trump-aligned violent street gang that the president several months ago told to stand by, became increasingly dejected and openly hostile in both language and literal physical altercation toward police. This came to a head when D.C. police arrested the Proud Boys leader on charges of property destruction for stealing a Black Lives Matter flag off of a church and burning it in the street. D.C. police then added charges of illegal possession of two high-capacity firearm magazines found in his backpack. This occurred just two days before the raid on the Capitol building. His arrest and the judge's decision to ban Tario from the city acted as a catalyst in causing the Proud Boys and their Q-pilled allies to turn on the police. Journalist Tess Owen wrote a piece in Vice News a day before the dumbest insurrection attempt in world history explaining the stark change in tone for the Proud Boys. She wrote, quote, Tensions between MAGA and law enforcement have been simmering online and offline in recent weeks, starting on December 21st in Salem, Oregon, as legislators gathered inside the Capitol for an emergency session to discuss COVID-19 economic relief measures, anti-lockdown protesters, many armed with AR-style weapons, attempted to storm the building, Though some at the Salem protests were carrying back the blue flags, the crowd quickly became hostile toward police who were wearing riot gear and prevented them from making their way further into the building. 
Police said protesters used bear mace on cops at least twice. They also smashed windows and angrily faced off with law enforcement. End quote. Fuck you, you pieces of shit. One protester shouted at the police during a standoff caught on video. Others chanted, stand down. You aren't Americans. You're fucking working for the chai comms. Another shouted, <laughs> what the fuck? Owens found posts on Parler, a social media platform rife with far-right disinformation, that were, let's just say, tension-inflaming. Time to burn down D.C. police precinct. Fuck those treasonous pig bastards, one person wrote. A prominent member of the Proud Boys, Jeremy Bertino, even claimed on Parler that D.C. police and National Guard were conspiring with counter-protesters. Don't trust the police or National Guard to protect you. They've been compromised. The enemy is showing their hand. The police will be arresting patriots who participate in civil disobedience. End quote. So, as you can tell, these far-right goons had been fired up long before Trump incited the violence that we watched play out on January 6th. These groups' previously pro-police stances sharply became something entirely different as they began to realize that Trump was not going to retain power for at least four more years. And Trump never condemned the insurrections that were happening across the country by far-right gangs and conspiracy theorists. In fact, he actively encouraged them with his anti-democratic rhetoric and lies about voter fraud and the myriad ways in which he could retain power. Responsibility for all of the insurrection attempts across the country, including in the Capitol, not just what happened on Wednesday, falls squarely on Trump and his enablers full stop. But the anti-police rhetoric and behavior is now being waved off by other factions within MAGA world, with more unhinged conspiracy theories, of course. Yes, as infuriatingly stupid as it is, of course the violent insurrection sparked by conspiracy theories is now itself being diluted with conspiracy theories. And let me be perfectly clear. Every claim, all of them, that the pro-Trump extremists that invaded and attacked the Capitol were actually Antifa has been entirely and categorically debunked and rendered unhinged conspiracy theory every one of them. Two of the most viral memes I keep seeing on social media being shared around as proof that these people were actually Antifa have been debunked categorically. And it's fucking infuriating to watch these people share them as though they have some inside information that no one else has. <laughs> you think you're smarter than the investigative journalists that have devoted years of their life following these conspiracy movements and their figures? Embedding themselves in the darkest corners of the internet? Reading what they write on 4chan, 8kun, Parler, Twitter, Facebook? Driving and flying out to the events, rallies, protests, and counter-protests hosted by the far-right groups? And reporting from the inside out? You think you're smarter because you have a meme? <laughs> no. Get fucked. <laughs> so there's a guy in a yellow jacket wearing Kanye West's overpriced clown shoes standing next to the prominent QAnon believer Jake Angeli, the shirtless, horn-wearing Q shaman who has appeared at nearly every QAnon event across America. <laughs> 
The guy in the yellow jacket has a tattoo on the top of his hand that some dipshit on Facebook told me was a communist tattoo. Turns out, this claim has been shared tens of thousands of times on social media. Only problem is that the tattoo is actually the outsider's mark from the 2012 video game Dishonored. This guy is a gamer, obviously. The tattoo has nothing to do with communism, but tens of thousands of people at least believe that this guy sporting the Yeezys is an Antifa communist. He's not. Internet sleuths also totally misidentified the guy with the hand tattoo. They shared an image of someone else who has similar features in the face with the URL phillyantifa.org underneath it. Only problem is, is that if you actually visit the fucking webpage, the site is identifying the man in the photo as a white supremacist, not Antifa. <laughs> and he's not even the same guy as the asshole in the Yeezys. Two totally different people, but the misleading post has been shared, again, tens of thousands of times across social media. Jake Angeli, the Arizonian Q shaman with the horns and the face paint has also been cast by some factions of MAGA world as an Antifa agent provocateur. This is also bullshit. The image being shared of Angeli to prove this false allegation is of him at a protest months ago. In the image, a sign in the background being held by a group of Black Lives Matter activists reads, Fuck the police. <laughs> However, the cropped image fails to tell the whole story. Angeli is nowhere near the BLM activists. And the full, uncropped image shows Angeli holding a sign that reads, Q sent me. The other side of the sign reads, Hold the line, patriots. God wins. Furthermore, Angeli, as I mentioned, has attended nearly every QAnon event across the country and has appeared on popular internet radio shows hosted by prominent QAnon figures. He attended QCon, a gathering of Q-brained conspiracy theorists, this past October, protested in Arizona outside Maricopa County's ballot-counting facility in November, and there are endless videos of him praising Donald Trump and his effort to overturn the election. <laughs> then, finally, there's Angeli in the crowd of Trump supporters that stormed the Capitol on the 6th of January. Oh, and he also participated in a fucking MAGA documentary called The Patriots, in which he spouted off an extreme pro-Trump ideology. So, no, he's not Antifa. Literally nothing suggests that he is, was, or ever has been Antifa. And anyone saying that he is, is a gullible and useful idiot for the Trump bandwagon of huckstering democracy killers. And these are just two examples of the sort of disinformation being disseminated across social media and in right-wing echo chambers. It's fucking exhausting. A random-ass Facebook user told me today that some of these people in the crowd were wearing black, so that means that they're Antifa. Um, no it doesn't. You impossibly stupid fuck. <laughs> wearing black doesn't make someone Antifa. And just to put a cherry on top of all this... Just one week ago, leaders of the Proud Boys told their members and followers that they would attend the January 6th Congressional Electoral Certification incognito and wear all black clothing. <laughs> the Proud Boys chairman, the guy arrested in D.C. on the 4th, 
said on Parler that, quote, the boys will turn out in record numbers on January 6th, but this time with a twist. We will not be wearing our traditional black and yellow. We might dress in all black for the occasion. We will be incognito and we will spread across downtown D.C. in smaller teams. We will not be attending D.C. in colors. We will be blending in as one of you. You won't see us. You'll even think we are you. He continued, We're going to smell like you, move like you, and look like you. The only thing we'll do that is us is think like us. January 6th is going to be epic. End quote. So there you have it. They fucking told us what they would do, and large swaths of the American public still believe that there was Antifa provocateurs in that fucking crowd. No. What was in that crowd, however, were white nationalists, white supremacists, and neo-Nazis. One of them wore a hoodie with Camp Auschwitz emblazoned on the front of it. And didn't even bother to cover his face, probably because the far-right figures that organized this shit specifically told them not to wear masks. Because on top of all this shit, the pandemic is also a hoax, evidently. Which brings me to the fact that almost none of these people felt it necessary to hide their identities, aside from the guy who dropped off two live pipe bombs, IEDs, outside both the RNC and DNC. Yeah. But why is that? Why didn't they hide their faces? Two things. Because masks are for pussies. <laughs> but also because they were mostly white men, emboldened with a sense of safety by both the president and his instigators. But also their own ignorant privilege as white men. It's been said that had this crowd been full of Black Lives Matter protesters, and black people, they would have been met with lethal force and never would have made it into the Capitol. And that's 100% accurate. Trump, in this scenario, a BLM overrun of the Capitol, which would never happen, <laughs> would have authorized the National Guard to move in and be on standby at the Capitol building many hours or even days prior to when he did. We know this because he deployed the guard to disperse BLM protesters with violence and tear gas so that he could walk across the fucking street to stage a photo op holding a Bible back in June. But regardless, the police preparedness to this imminent threat that MAGA internet told us would fucking happen is unacceptable, obviously. The head of DC Capitol Police has resigned because of his role in this ridiculous fuck-up. Kudos for the resignation. If only Trump had the fucking integrity to do the same. But of course he does not. Inciting and then allowing these conspiracy-pilled dipshits to storm the Capitol, access restricted areas of the building, and destroy it, has only further emboldened them. They are already posting on social media that they will be back in D.C. for Biden's inauguration. They believe what they did was both effective and cool, <laughs> regardless of the fact that they accomplished nothing but death. They got into the Capitol, destroyed shit, and then milled around aimlessly with their thumbs in their asses. Cool. Police got back control of the Capitol, Congress reconvened, and proceeded to certify the election for Biden by 4 o'clock in the morning. Plan failed. 
Biden was still certified as president-elect, and now they hate Mike Pence for doing the only thing he could do constitutionally. Pence actually put out a statement to the media prior to the start of the certification that he would not overthrow democracy because that's not legal. <laughs> and I imagine every QAnon asshole in the country saw red and bellowed smoke out of their ears when they saw that. <laughs> I'm laughing because of how fucking absurd this whole thing is. But it's really sad, actually. This is a very low point in American history. And I understand the desire to lighten things up, especially as one of those youngins who doesn't take anything seriously in the age of stupid memes and internet desensitization. But uh, this isn't funny. This is watching American democracy teeter on the edge of collapse at the hands of an orange-faced authoritarian who incited an insurgency on the country's capital, ending in five people dead, many injured, and duly elected congresspeople and the vice president having to be evacuated away from a mob who wanted to kill them. Yeah. Certain factions of the far right are calling for Mike Pence to be executed. So no, this is not funny. This is the darkest corners of humanity that we've seen being cultivated on the internet coming to life. Trump told that crowd of insurrectionists that he would march with them to the Capitol building less than an hour before the crowd broke in. Yeah, he said that. He didn't march with them, of course, but he incited the entire thing. He had been for months and years, but the culmination of it all was what we witnessed on Wednesday. Responsibility for this falls squarely on his shoulders. It falls on his enablers like Ted Cruz, Paul Gosar, Ron Johnson, Mo Brooks, and all the other senators who voted to object to the election results even after the Capitol was overrun. It also falls on 65 fucking percent of the Republican representatives in the House and anyone else who entertained Trump's bullshit even for a second over the last four years. Excuses made. It won't be that bad. You're overreacting. He's a good guy deep down. It's just his tweets. He's just brash. He's not a politician. How about now? Still entertaining the idea that he's a good guy? If you are, somehow, still making excuses for Trump, you need to either seriously recalculate your worldview, or you need to go away, deport yourself or something, because I don't know how much more clear I can get. And I'm not sure how much more Trumpism this country can take without descending into total chaos. And we're not far off from that. Unless that's what you want, which, in that case, you have become a radicalized seditionist, a fascist. I deeply hope that what's happening now are the death throes of a dying era in American history, but I'm not certain of that. In fact, I sincerely doubt it. The right-wing media rumor mill and conspiracy theorists have brought us to this moment, a culmination of fear-fueled hate porn being vomited onto the airwaves every night, decades in the making. The president has now been indefinitely banned on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for fear of further incitement of violence from the president's social media accounts. 
His allies scream about censorship. Everyone else says good riddance. But he won't go away. The entire world has basically banished him to become stuck in his own disinformation echo chamber full of radicalized goblins for the foreseeable future. If de-radicalization efforts work, on Trump they never will. He'll spout off nonsense until he dies, and the aftershocks of this era will be felt for decades, and the world will never forgive us for it. They surely won't trust us again for a very long time. But here's to mending the fucking damage. Cheers. And start throat punching anyone who tells you that voting doesn't matter. It does. Remember, this could have been prevented four years ago. But America got nice and complacent. Disease kills when it's not caught early. And what about all those videos purporting to show police helping the crowd of MAGA trolls enter the Capitol grounds? Well, let me be clear. The majority of D.C. police did not simply let in the mob. One of the most viral videos appears to show police simply opening gates and letting them through. This is misleading. The area was not on Capitol grounds, according to the man who actually took the video on Twitter. It was a barricade meant to slow the flow of people and was opened into an overflow area. I'm not defending the incompetence by police here. I'm just addressing a specific falsehood. The overwhelming majority of police were trying desperately to stop them from advancing. One was even killed trying to stop them. Overwhelmed, the police basically retreated for higher ground. These were not riot police either. They were regular-ass DC cops with no riot gear at all. Another video appears to show a cop waving in the crowd. This is possibly misleading. We can't see if he's waving to other cops for help <laughs> or just the crowd. And it's not really a stretch to believe that a handful of cops actually helped them out. Uh, there were selfies taken by members of the crowd smiling with police, which is, at the very least, poor judgment on the part of the police, but also because police have a storied history in this country of letting right-wing violence happen without much resistance, if any at all. And in some cases, collusion with right-wing terrorists. <laughs> I mean, open up a history book. And most cops are pretty damn right-wing. So any alleged involvement in the dumbest insurrection in history should be investigated, of course. But we need to tread cautiously here. Insinuation leads to misinformation many a times, and that's dangerous in the era of lightning-fast spread of information. But the arrests and charges are already occurring. The guy who put his feet up on Pelosi's desk? Arrested. West Virginia Republican legislator Derek Evans, who filmed himself wearing a fucking helmet storming into the Capitol, he has been charged by the Justice Department. And he's sure as shit not Antifa because, I mean, uh... He's a fucking Republican state legislator. <laughs> and at the time of this podcast episode, almost 100 people have already been arrested in connection to the chaos on Capitol Hill. Matt Gates, who has the most punchable face in Washington, D.C., tweeted out a false claim that facial recognition software in D.C. identified participants in the chaos with people who had apparent connections with left-wing protests. 
Only problem with that assertion is that the facial recognition company cited in the claim, XR Vision, immediately came forward to say that the claim is total fucking bullshit and that the story was, quote, outright false, misleading, and defamatory. Damn. <laughs> also, facial recognition technology sucks. Amazon's recognition system, which was used by law enforcement up until 2020, was found to have erroneously matched 28 members of Congress with criminal mugshots. Just last month, a black man was falsely identified by similar software and was arrested erroneously. So, <laughs> it wouldn't have mattered if the company did match them to known Antifa agents or whatever the fuck, because facial recognition technology is fucking garbage. And there are no Antifa members, because Antifa doesn't work like that. Antifa is an idea. You don't sign up like you do with right-wing militias and Proud Boy terrorist clubs. Anti-fascism. And to round off the dumb shittery, the Washington Times, the publication that ran the story about the facial recognition tech that Gates tweeted out, deleted the story without correction because the Washington Times is fucking garbage. There is, without doubt, no evidence whatsoever that Antifa or any other left-wing factions had anything to do with what happened on January 6th. In fact, all the evidence points in the exact opposite direction. Penetrating this dumb shit echo chamber of alternative realities has been remarkably difficult. And as the mainstream MAGA movement continues to deny reality about what their own bullshit culminated... The even more outwardly hateful and accelerationist factions of Trump world are owning this and taking credit for it. Since Trump conceded, finally saying that he'd commit to a peaceful transition of power, only after people died, of course, the more extreme factions within MAGA are saying that the president has either been compromised or that he was never with them to begin with. That Trump was only a vehicle to destroy the government from the inside out anyway. And Trump wasn't actually the end game. That they don't need him anymore. And this is the darkest manifestation of far-right extremism. And this is why January 20th is not the end of this batshit insanity. What the country desperately needs if we want to prevent the resurgence of Trumpism or something much worse, and yes, that's a possibility, is to get Americans some goddamn media literacy. We have to be able to identify credible information and separate out the misinformation. Education reform, mental health, and de-radicalization tools should be the preeminent priority here for the Biden administration if they seriously want to ward off the next attack on American democracy in the coming years and decades. But I fear Democrats will consume themselves with other issues instead. Democrats need to be bold here if they want to win the hearts of enough Americans to maintain a block on the insanity that Trumpism has wrought. Trump came into power riding a wave of unhinged, fear-mongering, and hate-filled, abrasive chaos. He will now lose power 
because he turned all that shit up to 11 from about a 9 or 10. Good riddance, you deranged orange-faced fuck. Alright, that was episode 15 of Another Fucking Guy with a Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at fucking underscore podcast. And please go find me on Patreon and support me there if you can. And as always, thanks for listening, guys. <laughs>